Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. It's hilarious. The show is hilarious. <laughs> It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that has a sneaking suspicion you might bleach your asshole. <laughs> I'm your host, Carl. With me this week is Chris. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming back, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com. Call the show. Leave us a voicemail, 585-612-1388. If uh, we enjoy the call, we'll play it on the show. You can email us, show at gmail.com. Always looking for podcast suggestions. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, but then shit all over us in the comments section so we can read it. I do have some new negative reviews that we'll be going over in a little bit. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Guys We Fucked, the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast. That's the full name. Carl, I just want to say I am always excited to be here and participate right up until I start listening to my... It's the worst part. It is the worst part. It's the worst part. No lie, this took me about nine different segments because I kept nodding out, nodding off, like not listening, worried about work, thinking about laundry, you know. Anything oh, it's but so easy to let your mind wander. Holy shit. But before we get into that, yeah, I want to mention this was a suggestion that came in via Facebook from two different people just a couple of days apart. So I don't know why that is, but <laughs> both Victoria and Sarah wrote into the show and told us to review this show. Chris and I have both listened to it separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. We're going to get into it. Before I do that, I do have a big announcement that I want to uh, start off the show with. We have officially been booked to go on the Anthony Cumia show. That's great. August 7th, we'll be performing, well, we'll be appearing with Anthony live on the show. We're excited to go to New York, and we'll be gearing up for that. That is excellent news. Very cool stuff. Yes. Uh, we're, we're really excited to you go on You can take another here. victory lap or two if your legs aren't too tired. Well, I'm pretty sure that as long as we don't bomb too hard, we'll be playing lots of audio from that <laughs> and running around as in circles. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's talk about this show, which is Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut-shaming podcast starring Christina and Corinne. The episode we listened to featured a guest Gene Hayes, and I got to tell you, Chris, I don't mean to jump the gun on you, but this show is so funny. What they're doing, and I think a lot of people don't pick up on this, there's a lot of nuance to it, is they're pretending to be a cheesy millennial podcast, and they do things that millennials, if they were like dumb millennials, would do, Right. but it's all tongue-in-cheek. You have to be in on the joke to get it, and I was I was dying laughing, so let me let me show you some examples you know how millennials always do the up-speak thing? Yes. So this is just so over the top. And they drop it in there kind of subtly, so you might not get it if it's your first time listening, but it's just great. YouTube stars and, like, Instagram stars. 
and like Instagram stars, like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is fucking, this is good stuff. My other thing that I love is the vocal fry. Are you familiar with vocal fry? No, refresh my memory. Vocal fry is a thing, and it's younger people do it. I don't know why. But they start talking like this, and oh. it's when they're you trying to sound smart. <laughs> Listen to this vocal fry coming out. During the summer, the last thing I want to do is spend time cooking. And I mean, I really don't do that anyway, because I'm a busy bitch. I really don't do that okay, anyway. Now I know what that's called. That is vocal fry. Here's another example of vocal fry. And they're doing this on purpose, because this is... This is a little wink to the audience. These are all Easter eggs. But here's another. Uh, and we appreciate you driving, but also we will be driving from L.A. too. Yeah. The another thing that they do, which is just, you know, just captures this generation, this cultural appropriation. Are you familiar with this concept? Go on. These are two white women. Yes. And they get a little sassy here. They do. If my boyfriend of four months was getting naked pics from a chick, I'd be like, say, what, huh, what happened? Yeah. Uh-uh-uh. What? That is, I mean, obviously a joke within a joke. Just really well done. And that was a, in the response to the email? This is, well, this, this was in response. They, they do an advice style show. Right, yeah. They, and someone wrote in and said. Just after the news thing. My yeah. girlfriend is getting naked pics from her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, oh, no, uh-uh. No, you didn't. It's like, oh, that's fucking nailed it. You know, just, again, cerebral comedy. Just really <laughs> funny. Um, another thing that millennials do, and I love that they got to drop this in there. They're obsessed with the fact that both of their parents had to work full time. You know, it's like the first generation where they're latchkey kids. And so she talks about that. I'm coming from a place where my mom did get up and go to work every day and Mm -hmm. not because she felt like she had to make money, but because she loves her career and she still gets up and goes to work every day. Even the vocal fry was thrown in. I mean, just, there's just multiple levels of comedy going on. The way that they talk, like nobody actually talks like this. It's definitely a caricature of what a, like a dumb millennial would say, but things like this. I guess like I mean like... Um, nobody would say I guess like I mean like um, in an actual sentence, but they're just dropping that shit in there just for people like me who really appreciate yeah. that level Layers. of humor. Um, the, the last example I have on here, again, this is just... Talking like a millennial would talk. It's just this one's actually over the top. As soon as they, you do this, you're like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I mean, I think any of, I mean, like the really like sort of classic examples feel very like. So I don't know. Did you pick up on the fact that they're actually goofing on these these characters that they're playing? Well, they definitely seem comfortable in their own skin doing and talking about whatever. Uh, that may have been lost on me, Carl. It wasn't lost on you. I'm making all of that up. Yeah, these people are actually the, these people are actually these fucking people yeah. for real in real well, life. This this show is not for us. It, well, we knew I, that I'm gonna going throw, in. I'm going to throw that out there. Like I don't understand the show, nor should I. Yeah. Right. 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 And I don't want to be self-referential, but it did hark me back a couple episodes back the RuPaul thing that right. you know going in, it's completely out your out of your wheelhouse. It's not for me, but it still sucks. Yes. Right. Is that, is that the thing that you could say? Well, uh, yes. I just wanted to get far, far enough into this episode where hopefully the fans of the show are like, oh, they liked the show. Good. They stopped listening and now we can shit on it. Yeah. I, I guess I do have questions <laughs> about their popularity, but we can get there if, if I ha- be. I have something about their popularity that I want to I talk about. On their website, so the comedy duo that is Corinne and Christina are called Sorry About Last Night. And they put on these stand-up comedy shows. I guess they do like this... Comedy show with the two of them. That's as far as I got with my research. Yeah, me too. I thought it was interesting to know. So sorry about last night. 
one of their big, biggest vehicles is this podcast, this Guys We Fucked podcast. And it mentions on their about page that they have a million plus listeners worldwide to this show. And I believe that. They have a ton of followers. There's a lot of people listening. But then they go on and on. And there's all these different things about different comedians they've been on shows with and they've had on their show or they've been fe- their show's been featured on the other person's show. And all of a sudden, like way down the list, it says... They also recently appeared at the Wild West Comedy Fest in Nashville and sold out the Bell House in Brooklyn 350 plus seats with a live taping of their podcast. It boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. If you tell me you do a live show, I'm thinking 1,000, 2,500, a theater. They have millions of listeners. I can't imagine this. And they literally had to point out that there were over 350 seats that they were able to sell for their show. It was such a disconnect. They have all these all these big like names that they're dropping all over the place. And then 350 people actually came to see us in New York. Oh, the most populated city in the world. You don't say. 350. You guys must be very popular. Oh. Well, they are. Uh, they are busy bitches. They're busy bitches. Let's talk about that. They use bitch like it's the N-word. Y- yes. They, they want it to be their N-word. I hate to bring up RuPaul again, but you pointed out that he gets away with saying a lot. And I feel like um, this is a slippery slope for us to be broaching. But uh, they can say it. Well, they love saying it. They do. Here's an example of that. And I believe that this is during one of their uh, commercial reads that they do. That you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less. 60, 60 contacts for $33. Do the math. It seems like there should be a bitch in there. There's not, but it seems like there should be. Do the math, bitch. bitch. That's barely a dollar a day. Dumb bitch. It's way more affordable than other. Yeah, and that cracks them up, too, that they say that. Because they're feminists. They are not fans of anything that has to do with masculinity, I learned. I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about that, but they could say bitch because that's their peeps. Fine. We say bitch because that's how we roll, Bitch. <laughs> Chris, I want to play the clip that you said sums up the show for you. <laughs> Thank God. And then I want to play the clip that sums up the show for me. Okay. And then I want to get into it. All right. But it's kind of in a it's a, a very uh, shallow. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> this is an extremely shallow show. They try to talk about, and we'll get into this, but. For some reason, they're pretending to be behavioral scientists and developmental psychologists because they read a book once and they get way into this stuff as if they're very intelligent people. But all of the evidence points to quite the opposite. I have a clip that sums up the show for me. And this is later on in the show when they're interviewing their guest. Well, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I had a thought and then it just yeah. left. But, but. There's a lot of stuttering and stammering. It is all over the place. The fucking lip smacking is over the top. I want to address that right now because when you hear these clips we're going to play, it's not stop. It's as if they're transitioning to make a point. It has to have a lip smack in order to do it. So I put together this quick compilation of lip smacking. Um. 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 But, um, like, it's ridiculous how much lip smacking is going on. That's like a hi hat sample or something. 
Well, it's funny you say that. I did pick up on the fact that there is a percussive element to that. And they also do this thing where they stutter. Here's a really good example of that. This is, I believe, the guest they had on, Jean Hayes. She is not good at talking. And here's evidence of that. So, that's a real clip. I didn't put that together. So, she doesn't know where she's going with that sentence. I grabbed that and I grabbed them saying like and lip smacking and all the things that really piss me off about podcasts. And I put together this real quick song. I think it kind of competes with like the pentatonics. You're familiar with those guys? Yes. Or like Bobby McFerrin. Sure. You know, I think I think they could be on the charts with those types of artists with this. What are we at the food court? <laughs> no, that's that's uh Opie Radio, which will be playing uh playing in a little bit. Holy shit. I have questions about that, but let's get there. Yeah, let's let's hold off on that. Do we want to talk about this guest that they have on? Sure. All right. They introduce the guest, and you could tell it's going to be... Now, remember, these are these are two comedians. Yes, this is a comedy podcast. This is a comedy podcast. Christina and Corinne are stand-up comedians. They do stand-up shows. And this is how they introduce their guest. You know it's going to be a laugh riot. <laughs> Our guest today is a very dear friend, somebody I am honored to have in my life. She is an early childhood educator, and she has really interesting fascinating in-depth thoughts about masculinity femininity the patriarchy and how we raise young men and young women oh boy that's gonna be interesting huh oh god i i honestly there were a couple interesting parts i, yeah? I have to confess when I, was that i don't want shit on your jokes but no uh, no well, go ahead i'm, I'm all ears up, well they brought up she brought up things that i just had not thought about and have no perspective on and i okay. tried to wrap my mind around that's the extent of my input on that. I caught my interest in one of those nine segments that I tried listening to this podcast. And then it would be followed by some nonsense. It'd be information and then someone would pipe in with, damn, or something like that. Yeah, yeah they did bring up some very interesting things like this. Well, I'm always surprised right. when a hot chick is smart. Okay. <laughs> I'm always yeah. surprised when a hot chick is smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. Thanks for bringing that up. Twice. Um the other thing that they say, as soon as they say that, they have to throw some shade on guys, and then they say this. And aren't we all sort of surprised when, like, guys are nice? Yeah. Like, guys with really good jobs are nice? You're like, oh. I've never heard that before. Guys with good jobs can't be nice? I didn't know. Is that a real thing? Yeah, apparently. Is it possible, and I'm just throwing this out there, I don't know these people, is it possible that they're shitty people, and so shitty people are attracted to them, and the only people they know in their lives are shitty people who suck? Is that possible? Because I know tons of nice guys who have good jobs. So you're just spitballing here. I'm just spitballing. It's, it's a possibility. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. Well, it sounds like you're right, actually. I'm just saying there's a slight, you know, outside chance. Okay. That maybe these people suck as human beings. I'll open my mind to that possibility. And therefore, the people they know are also shitheads. Just yeah. an idea. They also sound really bored through the whole process, but that's another thing. All right. It is boring. That is definitely true. <laughs> Let's get into when they uh, introduce their guest. They have a quick transition theme song. Do you remember that part? Yes, of course. It sounds like How this. How could I forget? Don't get it twisted again. 
I don't want you or your fucked up friends. Boy, I don't need you. I got a suction cup, dildo, suction cup, dildo, suction cup, dildo. It's catchy. It's a catchy tune. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, ain't no show prepping. No. <laughs> ain't no show prepping. Ain't no fact check. Oh, that is the tune you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which I do have on the board, if I'm not mistaken. No, but what I was going to say is we did this show called Snatch That Weave a couple of years ago, Kevin and I, and they had this song on there that was so fucking catchy. And as soon as I heard that song, I said, I got to go find that song again. And uh, here's the reprise. I can't find my cell phone. 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 Hell no, turn on the lights. Somebody sell my cell. I remember listening to that at work and someone told me to shut, shut that shit off, man. I don't know why. That song's fucking awesome. I don't know what that person's talking about. All right. So the guest finally comes on. I know everyone's been anticipating this. It's going to be very exciting. It turns out that this woman that they have as a guest went to high school with Christina. Yes. They're buddies from high school. Yeah, there were stories involved. So, of course, that's going to begin with them talking about people nobody could possibly know in scenarios that nobody could possibly care about and go on and on about it. So I apologize. I did have to throw some drops in there just to keep my sanity. But that's what this Thank is God. what that sounds like. Thank God for you, Carl. Because she was making out in the balcony, girlfriend. Yo, with <laughs> next to another girl making yeah, out with a boy in the balcony. Oh, my God. You have to Amanda. tell me. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. The two first names? Who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a fuck? and what happened fuck? was they were all looking for me for like an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had no idea. I'm just making out with yeah, Drew. But then the best part was that we looked up in the balcony and you just see these four heads like pop out. Yeah. And you were like... <laughs> so, I think it was Peen. It's boring. You're boring, everybody. <laughs> Quit boring, everyone. This right here, this rambling, boring conversation, this could be a podcast. I don't know how we're not... The number one podcast in the world when I hear shit like this. This is a very popular show. And it's two 32-year-olds talking about when they were 16 in their fucking drama class together. For a while! Ugh. It's not a quick, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were in school together, we did this play. Anyway, you, the reason why you're on the show is we want to talk about... No. They prattle on and on. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, so-and-so. Do you remember her? What are we talking about? Yes. Valid questions. And going back about 10 episodes on our show, we talk about violations. And, yeah. man, this is riddled with them. Yes. We don't have to go through it again. But I believe we had a list of 10 violations. Yeah. The only one this one doesn't do is they aren't Australian. But other than that, it breaks every other rule that we had. Yes. Uh, this is a track that I just call What a Storyteller. The interview starts off, and Gene Hayes, I just um, glued to the radio when she talks. So what? It, so who did you grow up? Who were the men in your life when you? Yeah. Up? So I guess. Yeah. I get. So the situation does sort of, in hindsight, feel unique. Um, my dad was a stay-at-home dad till I was about eight years old. Um, my mom would go out to work, obviously. Um, uh, and my dad also. Well, his, he's a chef, so the he's very artistic mm-hmm. and. Um, I think that was the first thing they asked her yeah. and she couldn't put together a sentence. Yeah. That was painful. Yeah. I was, and then they asked her about her dad who she likes a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is her talking about her dad 
again, can't piece together a thought. He is. He yeah. is. He's a really sweet guy. Um, he, 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 I think it, his, the, where he came from was less than ideal in the way of uh, masculinity. <laughs> but um, he, he really tried his best to do things a little bit differently, I yeah. think, than, than how he was raised. Are you following that at all? I don't think she knows who she's talking about. I don't think so either. It's like she's doing a book report. And uh, Uh, the cover is well illustrated. And in summation, (laughs) he's a good guy. These two women who host this podcast, who are very talented um, and amazing comedians, Christina and Corinne, are not great interviewers. They don't ask great questions. But that's not going to stop a guest from telling them otherwise. Yeah. When you say fear, are you specifically talking about like physical fear, emotional, mental, social fear, or all of the above? That's a really good question. I think I'm talking about... That's not a good yeah. question! I, I didn't even bother writing that down because I couldn't wait for you to yell. What do you exactly. say? Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of yeah. fear are you talking about? Fear is fear! Yes. It's just, you don't have to explain it. And what they were talking about there is how most women are afraid of men. Which is, again, this thing, they're shocked if there's a guy who's nice. That's the the overarching commonality amongst these three women, is they say, yeah, there was this guy, he had a good job and he was nice, it was so fucking weird. We should point out we're not trying to represent nice guys. No, we are not nice people. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, And then they get into the patriarchy. That's what this show is about. That's what this woman is an expert on. So let's get into that. What is your definition of the patriarchy? What is patri- What is your definition of patriarchy? So I guess when I think about the patriarchy, and I read this in a, I believe it was a Carol Gilligan book, and um, she talked about patriarchy being like the hierarchy, but in an abs- without love. So hierarchy, right. but without the ability to love in it. Yeah, because um, yeah, I forgot. I remember you told hmm. me that, and I was like, Fuck, I think that is dead on. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Was that a good definition of patriarchy? I came away with nothing. Uh, so I imme- learned more from Homer, actually. Immediately when she said that, I thought, oh, I'm, I must be dumb. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting this. Can you extrapolate on that? And thankfully, she does explain a little bit further what she means by that. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense in the way that, like, you know, we want to... I think, you know, yeah, the... You people are idiots. (laughs) These people are confused by their own bullshit. They don't even understand the bullshit they're spewing. Like I said, they read a book. They don't make sense of it in their own mind. And then they repeat the things they read in the book. Yeah, so what do you think that means, the uh, hierarchy without love? I think that, uh, but the... See what? See, it turns into Bill Cosby. The guy with the... Holy shit. So then... They ask, what is your definition of the patriarchy? And I thought this was very interesting. And the patriarchy, and I always try and say this, the patriarchy is not a gendered thing. And I think that's like super important to remember. It has nothing to do with gender, according to this person. So the word patriarch means the man of the household. Okay. The definition of a patriarchy is a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. And she says, I think patriarchy has nothing to do with gender. Well, you're wrong because words have definitions. That's why we have words. They mean things. You can't just 
have your own definition for words because then we can't have a dialogue about anything if you just, well, that's not what I meant by that word. Th that's the whole reason why we have fucking words to begin with. Because they have meanings behind them. Yes. This dummy is studying the patriarchy, seems to be an expert on it, and thinks it has nothing to do with gender. So then my question is, so what does it have to do with if it's not gender? And here's the answer. Yeah, I <laughs> I think I think a lot of us are, I think, uh, like, capitalism is the patriarchy. Capitalism is the patriarchy? <sighs> the is, free market yeah. is the patriarchy? This is How where does that I make started nodding sense? out because I felt like I was stupid and couldn't follow their intellectual conversation. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting any of this. So what you're saying is it didn't make sense. This doesn't make any sense! <laughs> have, you, do, have you seen what happens in communist societies? Talk about a patriarchy, and they're saying, well, you know, the patriarchy has nothing to do with gender, it's it's capitalism. Okay, you fucking lost me, for sure. You're going to have to explain that a lot better, which they never do. They have no explanation for that. And part of the reasons why they never do is because this woman, Jean, is really bad at talking. Here's an example of that. Yeah, and so it's like, I you're, so I think that, like, you know... I didn't fucking piece that together. I'm not trying to be a dick. This is going out on a podcast that could have easily have been edited so that I wouldn't make fun of this person. But now I have to. Now it's my job Well, to talk about how this person can't talk Specifically, well. verbal crutches is... Uh, verbal crutches in the show are ridiculous. It's over here, the top. Here's the thing, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> be honest with me. Oh, God. Yeah, you're so right about that. Here uh. is... They asked a question about why boys act masculine, all right? And this is, which is a crazy fucking question, but I'm not going to get into that. But here's the answer to it. Is yeah, yeah, sort of. I think that I think that when you really get down to a lot of this stuff, and you can talk about it with like these big words and stuff, but if you really get down to it. That cracked me up, because this is an hour into the show. You can talk about it with big words. They don't use any big words. No. These people don't know any big words. The only big word they used was patriarchy, and she didn't know what it meant. They did use machismo, and they they tried sure to use were, machismo. Yeah, they weren't sure they were pronouncing it. Right. They did. Yeah, they're like, nice to pronounce that right. They tried a couple different ways. Let's move on. That, that's so funny. She goes, "Listen, we we can try to be scholars and talk with big words, but we don't. You're not. You've never done that. Oh well, that's my excuse too. We could. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is the show that does not use big words ever. All right, I thought this was interesting. They talk about the relationship between mothers and sons, and they're fascinated by this. Mother-son is I'm very mother son is, with mother-son. Yeah. Like, yeah. mother-son <laughs> affects relationships into life in a way that I don't think daddy-daughter does. Like, even yeah. if it's a weird relationship, that usually doesn't come into romantic relationships. What are y'all talking about? All right, so those are snatch those, that weave, girls. What are y'all talking about? Indeed, she doesn't think that father-daughter relationships have anything to do with romantic relationships later in life? Chris, you've dated some girls throughout the years. Yes. Have you ever dated a girl who had daddy issues or something going on with her relationship with her father? Probably more often than not. It's fucking prevalent. It's all over the place. I don't know what they're talking about. They have such a weird view of the world. Yes. Compared to the life that I've experienced. And yeah, and I wanted to point out that going into this and realizing this is way outside anything that I would listen to on purpose if it wasn't my homework. Right. Um, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be like, you know, a hater. There's 
women I find funny, you know. Of course. And I'm sure this will be interesting in a new perspective. Right. The interesting part was lacking. <clears throat> and the jokes were non-existent, so that angered me. Well, I, I think it's important to point out, this was a suggestion that came in from listeners, both women, who suggested that we do this show. I think most of the listeners of the show are women. It's not for us. You know, we're not the target audience for it. Right. And I understand that. Yeah. But these people are misguided. Right. One of the things that they think is that men are judged based on their accomplishments and women are judged based on who they are. And so the woman asks, what do you mean by that? Judge based on who you are. Listen to this answer to that question. Who they are mean, what is, because I'm like, obviously I know uh, what they look like. That's a huge thing. But yeah. like, what do you mean who they are? I guess like, I mean like um, when, when women get chastised for not using enough exclamation points. Oh, they weren't very nice in their email. Oh, for their like demeanor. Yeah. She couldn't come up with one real world example. What do you mean women are judged based on who they are? Oh, how many exclamation points are in an email? That's never happened in the history of email. Uh, that was a I've miss, never yeah. once gone to my my guy uh, colleague at work. Did you see this email from Jeanette? She only used three exclamation points. I thought I did a better job than that. That's not a real thing. That's not know. a real thing no. that no one's complaining about that. I don't want to interrupt your flow, but did you listen to any of their episodes of theirs? I did not. Okay, I didn't either. Because oh, okay. <laughs> this was the task at hand, but I was just yeah. wondering if any of it was funny. There's, again, their popularity, they must be funny at some point. Well, I should mention that their show has had uh, guests on that are celebrities, or at least more famous than this Gene Hayes person. They also... What? I know, right? Go figure. They do have a premise to the show that they're probably past at this point. But the premise was they would talk to guys that they used to date. And that's why it's called Guys We Fucked. Okay. So they would interview ex-boyfriends and have them on the show. So we're not hearing that part of it. And maybe that's interesting and fun. It's very possible. It's kind of a neat premise. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, talk to your exes yeah. and find out how shitty you potential. used to be. Yeah. There's potential there, I guess. Uh, and, you know, it's all this whole anti-slut shaming and, and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, wherever there's relationships, there could be some fodder for comedy. Yeah. Or there should be some comedy. For sure. But they start off the show with going into this case in Iran. We played it as the tease last week where some woman yes. was arrested because she was dancing on Instagram in a video. And you're not allowed to dance in public in Iran. Sharia law is a problem in this world, if you ask me. Let's hear their hot take yes. on Sharia law because these two women are about to solve it. A woman removed her Islamic head covering in a public protest in February, and then she was sentenced to two years imprisonment and eight years of probation. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Ooh, that's fair. Sarcastic with a lip smack. Take that. Sharia law. Yeah, their concern is touching. See if you can recover from that one, Muslim world. <laughs> Ouch. You know, these fucking dummies, they act like, well, you know, Iran is a little bit behind the times. No, it's it's Islam. They put homosexuals to death. There's a fucking problem that these people do not want to talk about because that to be politically correct. And God forbid we would say that these this whole religion is backwards. God forbid we would say that out loud when it's 100% true and very obvious. The fact that you would arrest someone for dancing. And that's like out of a shitty 80s movie premise. Well, How is that even a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. I have a few more clips. Go ahead. I'm going back towards the beginning of the show again. Yeah, it was, that was a fascinating opening. We talked about, oh, let's talk about the intro to the show. Very produced. Makes it sound like everyone's having a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter. Yeah. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Okay, so that's the intro to the show. It's produced. There's a you know music band. And there's ha ha ha. We're having fun. This is us mixing it up. As soon as that ends, they start talking live and repeat everything that was just said. Hey, fuckers! Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. It's the Anti Slut Shimmy Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Didn't we just hear all of those things? Yeah, they a didn't do the ago? music. Uh, that was missing. That was literally the exact next part after they played. This is what this is. This is who we are. Then they say, "This is what this is. This is who we are." And by the way, they almost have a Mark Marin thing going on. Oh, Do you I was notice that? Bring that up, you fucker. Sorry. God damn it. So it's called guys we fucked, and they call people fuckers. Hey, what's up, fuckers? And they even hashtag it on Twitter. What's up, hashtag fuckers? Oh, they do another Mark Maron thing. They suck at reading ads. Yeah, oh, let's talk about <laughs> they that. They don't sound sincere. One, I can oh, we uh, t- can we please talk uh, about that? Well, somebody on. please talk about. They had to do them all at once. All right, this starts with the story about a law in a Muslim country that they don't like, and then the commercial bed begins at the four minute and thirty second mark. Do you know when it finally concludes? I should know this because I marveled at it. 16 minutes yes. and 36 seconds. Now, I can't do the math. I, that's over six and a half minutes it's of amount, commercials. It's a lot of time. I'm not good at the math side of things, but let's talk about some of these things. Where they're doing this whole commercial thing, and it starts off, you know, here is a commercial that definitely empowers women. You can go to the beach and be like, I'm a skinny bitch. Oh, it seems to be a disconnect with the rest of the uh, show. They do a whole commercial bed about their live shows. And I thought this was weird. I've never heard this on a podcast before. Dot com. Come see us live. <clears throat> Absolutely. Seattle slash Bellevue, Washington. Uh, tonight mm. and uh, tomorrow, yep. we are going to be at Parlor Live. You're not doing a radio show. I've never heard a podcast. You don't know when people are listening to this. It's an MP3. It's a file that people get. They're going, hey, come see us tonight. What the fuck is tonight? Or tomorrow. What the fuck is tonight? I don't know what tonight is. I don't know what tomorrow is. the same as telling someone to look at this. What the fuck are they talking about? So I thought that was interesting. I've never heard that on a podcast before. They always give dates, times. Yeah. You You would just think because that file will exist for years to come, you would assume. You would assume. You know, so people might listen to Maybe not this one, but... Well... Hopefully not. But you would think that someone could potentially stumble on this show and listen to it in, I don't know, 2021. And then they're going to show up to this fucking theater that night. Yeah. And maybe see a way better show. So I guess that works out. Thanks, ladies. Uh, all right. This is a commercial for Me Undies. And uh, there's a couple things that I want to point out in here. We, we played earlier the contact lens commercial where they say, bitch, dumb bitch. And then they transition from that right into the MeUndies. And I have, two, I have two things that I want to point out on this. But, but listen to all the silly voices oh, I'm glad that she makes. Yeah, I was ready to touch on this. Go, okay, good. Go. And now that your eyes can see, you can know how great that ass looks in your MeUndies. 
You've definitely heard me talk about me undies, the fun, comfy undies that feel as good as they look. To those of you who haven't tried them yet, listen up, you fucks. No more crowded stores. MeUndies sends incredible underwear made with sustainably sourced material from beechwood trees right to your door. Once you put on a pair, you'll get it. I only wear MeUndies uh, because I'm, you know, I don't like going outside really that much. Uh, what are they going for? Chris. Go on. Well, she's trying to be entertaining. <laughs> oh. Because this, this commercial bet just goes on and on and on. Oh, so I it's know. difficult if you're just reading boring copy. But she says, I only wear me undies because I don't like going outside. Yes. I don't understand that at yeah. all. What does that mean? I, I don't know. We're I, talking about underwear. Yeah. I wear these because I don't like going outside. I guess she means to shop. So she means. Does she mean to shop? Does she know know. that you can buy any type of underwear on the internet and it will be delivered to your door? Has she Uh, heard of Amazon? uh, You're talking to a guy who's confused by everything they did and said. And (laughs) I volunteered for this. I'm so confused. I'm so confused that you reached out to me and said, Do you have a host this weekend? Why would you do that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) This is all you're doing. I like challenges. You were the last (laughs) person I was going to tell to listen to this show, you dumb motherfucker. You look at when you bring it up the artwork and they're at the poker table. It looked like it was going to be fun. Yeah, and right. They were, they're in on a joke. Yeah, a couple couple of girls, comedians yeah, having fun. Yeah, might hang out with her, or have a poker game with her, something. There was nope. no there was no fun to be had. No, the only gambling is with your sanity <laughs> on this show. I'm starting to feel it. And you got my text earlier about listening to Opie. I'm like, oh, dude, I know why you're losing your fucking mind. Wait, you're assuming that I'm losing my fucking mind. Well, I'm watching. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Ah, It it was a chore today, I I will tell you that. This fucking Opie show. Oh, God. All right, before we get there, there's one more commercial that I want to talk about. Well, wait, let's talk about the funny voices. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you got on the funny voices? Well, uh, listening back to this, which I was hoping we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I only wrote down two, and I don't know who's talking. I don't know who I don't know which or, one's or, which. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Great. I'm glad we covered that. Patronizing gay man voice, and there's Goliath the dog from Davy and Goliath. Like, oh, right. Do, which I assume is like being a dumb guy, because that's how we talk. Right. But, uh... Uh, and then, but I, I realized there's a couple more. There's like super bitchy bitch. Yeah. You know, skinny bitch, that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the sassy black woman voice that they do. So they That's can a also fun voice act. I mean, I, they the are, talent well is deep. You ever heard of a triple threat? This is a zero threat. <laughs> Watch out. This is their last commercial that they do. And this goes on for a long time. It's a product called Fab Fit Fun. Do you remember this? Yeah, they like saying it. This is a very hard sell. This is a product where it's one of those things where you subscribe to this you mystery prize. Right. It comes in the mail once a month and it's a box full of bullshit. Yeah. And they, this is a hard thing to sell because you're being you're an idiot if you subscribe to one of these things. Oh, like, God, yeah. oh what, what what kind of surprise are we gonna have? Like, what are you five? You are bored. Do you need to have Christmas morning once a month? You're as five a five or you're retired. Old? Yeah, like what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? You know what you could do is use your money to do, pick out something you actually want and purchase that exact thing. Oh, Instead, it's on. like I want a fucking mystery box full of nonsense. Yeah. Wee! Maybe there'll be a fucking streamer. <laughs> So this is them. They have to sell this so fucking hard. I love this. It's a fantastic value because all the products are full size, not sample size. And many products, individual value is more than the cost of the entire box. Uh, This is absolutely true. Uh, As far as like, I'm very into deals and making sure you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Um, 
when they say one or two products is going to equal the entire amount of the box, that's absolutely accurate. And most of the stuff, even if you like don't like one thing, number one, you can re-gift it so you have a nice gift to give a friend. Oof. And then number two, you're going to uh, find new yeah, products we're that already you love. To the and I found phase. Yeah. almost everything in every one of my FabFitFun boxes. Uh, we talked so highly about it that my best friend Paula was even like, yo, Corinne, I ordered a FabFitFun box and I no. hope you weren't fucking with me in the ad read. And I said, Paula, I would never do that to you i wholeheartedly love that plus i would never say i liked something if i didn't like yeah, it i mean you would be i just wouldn't even endorse it um what kind of bullshit is that i would never endorse something if i didn't like it it's a mystery yeah we have no idea what people are getting and you're saying i love this product yeah. what's the product you don't know nobody knows <laughs> you'll never know she's off the hook yeah <laughs> what the fuck kind of endorsement is that that that's the longest commercial out of all of these because they're trying to convince themselves yeah. that they're doing the right thing by promoting this fab fit fun fucking product it doesn't seem to matter what they talk about they just like talking and yeah. they're not good at it but they like it right like you said they said that they're comedians <laughs> well they are comedians fine i'd have never seen their stand-up routine I'm assuming it's amazing. Sure. Can't wait for the Netflix special this to come out. off episode. Yeah, I mean, they actually did a show where there were 350 plus people yeah. that came to it. So they're very, they're very good. They finally do tell a hilarious joke. And I had to pull this out because when we do reviews, I've oftentimes been told, like, all you do is just shit on things. This isn't a review. So I want to be fair. I want to tell you that there are some good parts of the show. And this was the best joke of the show by far. 25% of women and 20% of men living in the United States have genital herpes. What a story, As I was putting that together, my, my wife came into the room and saw me giggling. Yeah, right. <laughs> so other, she's just making fun of me. Oh, You're yeah. giggling about your podcast right now? I'm like, yes, I am. This is hilarious. <laughs> All right, so they do talk about herpes. I want to get into the herpes discussion. Can I suggest a future drop really quick? Yeah. Gene, the guest doing that porky pig stammering no, thing. No, yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's amazing. Her mouth moves so much faster than her brain. <laughs> It's unbelievable to watch. All right. This is what I call giving awesome advice. Now, remember, this is an advice show when it starts off. They're reading emails that people sent in. And right. um, the setup is... This is a long email. It is a very long email. But the setup is she would tell someone that she had herpes... When it was obvious that they were probably going to have sex. So if she had herpes, which she does not, they make that very clear. If she had herpes, she would tell someone that she had herpes. And this is how she would do it. But, um, and so uh, I just want to tell you I have herpes. This is how it spread. This is what, everything you could do. These are the chances of, you know, spreading it. And I, but I feel like just mentioning it during that time makes it less of a big deal. So her advice to this person is... Wait until it gets intimate, and then you want to let them know that you have herpes. You probably want to give them a pamphlet that they should read. Mm -hmm. Have them at least take a quiz to prove that they read the pamphlet. Yeah. Is this how this works in real life? You start making out with someone, and the next thing you know, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, let's talk about herpes for the next half hour. Well, you don't necessarily have to kill the sexy music playing when you do it. Right, yeah. Marvin Gaye still goes, but don't you want to talk candles. about yeah. It's so funny. 
She's explaining, this is how I got it. This is how it spreads. Here's the scientific research behind this. Yeah. There's been three studies done. Two on. of them proved. Yeah. <laughs> it's This is ridiculous. It's the worst fucking advice I've ever heard. And I hate this thing. I can hear the door slamming in the car. Drinking <laughs> right now. By the way, I have heartburn. <laughs> Smoke in the shape of your partner. <laughs> so the woman is explaining this whole herpes thing. And... She gets really confused by her own political correctness because she wants to be honest, but then she realizes that if somebody had herpes, she wouldn't want to sleep with that person. But that's not politically correct because we should be sleeping with every single person all the time, regardless (laughs) of what's going on with them. That's the right thing to do. So just listen to how confused she gets in her own head here. And plus there's a ton of people who already have herpes and they can just sleep together. Like, I mean, isn't there an app for, um, yeah, there's an app for people who already have STI. Yeah, but that's, I mean, but then that's saying, like, if you have this, then you should only sleep with somebody else who has this. Yeah, no, it's a preference. I mean, there's a million preferences. You know, there's, you know, there's preferences, but it's like, uh, but, you know, you can't take somebody's preference personally. Right. And it's like, you know, a lot. So for me, I wouldn't, I would (laughs) avoid having sex with someone who had herpes if I could, but I would date someone who was trans, who was a trans man. (laughs) So, in other words, just like, guys, I'm woke. I'm politically correct. I would sleep with a trans man. I would ask, have you? Okay. But anyway, whatever. doesn't matter. But she says, I-, I would choose not to sleep with someone who has herpes. Good. That's called a good decision. Yeah. You're supposed to not want to sleep with someone who has That's herpes. That's a natural thing. That's a very natural thing. That's yeah. why it's a problem in society. <sighs> what do you want, a prize? I mean- it's so funny. She gets so flustered and she feels so guilty by the fact that she's like, I would actually choose not to sleep with someone who has herpes. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. I I isolated this. Listen to the guilt that she goes through and she cannot get the words out to admit that she wouldn't sleep with someone who has herpes. This is a huge problem for her. You know, there's, you know, there's preferences, but it's like, uh, but, you know, and it's like, you know, a lot. so for me, I wouldn't, I would avoid having sex with someone who had herpes. It sounds like I sped that off yeah, that was not or a put chops or, in yeah. there. I did not. No. That's how this person talks. What I'm saying is not what I want to be saying, but right. it is the truth. And oh shit, I'm not supposed to be saying this because yeah. people are going to call me out for not wanting to see people who have herpes. There's some tells in there. People with herpes are people too. Yeah, yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of tells in there. They talk about this uh, play that they're very excited about. The one woman goes to see the play while she's on Molly. <laughs> And I must have nodded out. I don't remember that. Actually. All right. It's called uh, If She Fell or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. about okay, okay. the person who wrote Alice Back in Wonderland. Track, yeah. And I just pulled this quick clip because if I had a nickel for every time one of my buddies said this, I'd have a lot of fucking money. Immersive theater is my new favorite thing in the entire world. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's all we talk about. Obviously. is immersive theater. It's... And how amazing it is. It's played out, if you ask me. All right. Uh, I just have a couple more clips, and then we can move on. This is a clip that I call Great Broadcasting. There are, you mentioned it earlier, these vocal crutches. There's a lot of different words for it. I hate I mean. I hate you know. I hate like. And these people, this podcast was an hour and 48 minutes, hour and 40, 12 minutes. I can't remember. It was long. I didn't get all the way through it. It was 148.36. Okay. Perfect. It was long. It could have been 72 seconds if they had just gotten rid of the I means and the you knows and the likes and the fucking mouth noises. There was some fluff. So here's uh, an example of that. 
and how and I mean how opposed they are. I mean, and I think you know I'm not ne- necessarily 100 percent on the side of like you know take your tits out whenever you want. I mean, that's, I mean keep them in you know inside your shirt. I don't know. You know it it, it, it is, but I mean there certainly shouldn't be laws. Okay, so I just want to point out this is a, a huge podcast, very successful, very popular. Uh, I'm going to put a little ding in every time this person has a crutch where they say, I mean, you know, or they start to stutter. Well, wait, if she's not saying I mean, does she not mean it? I don't know. I don't know. What you have to say I mean. All right. Let's and see she has I mean. to explain that I already know this thing that she's about to say. Let's count the dings. And how, and I mean, how opposed they are. I mean, and I think, you know, I'm not ne- necessarily 100% on the side of like, you know, take your tits out whenever you want. I mean, that's, I mean, keep them in, you know, inside your shirt. I don't know. You know, it, 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 it is. But I mean, there certainly shouldn't be laws. Holy shit. These people are not good All broadcasters. <laughs> These broads are not good broadcasters. <laughs> I know. It was a week. It was a week. I, I deserve that. Actually, what I deserve for that is a... <laughs> There's one more clip that I want to play. And uh, this is, you know, this is what happens when women who have read a couple books get together and try to sound smart. What did you say? Anger is the blanket over fear and powerlessness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah. I was like, damn, girl, that's a good quote. Yeah, that's a. Um... That quote makes me angry. Oh, God. This thing of wanting to sound smart. It's insane. It's rampant. And what happens is you get people who get a little bit confused and just think that they're not going to... It's the emperor's new clothes. Mm -hmm. You have these naked people riding down the parade and they're like, well, if you can't see the clothes, then you're a fucking idiot. And these people listen to the show, like you admitted that you did, and you say, oh, the patriarchy has nothing to do with gender. Oh, these guys are going above and beyond what I understand, so they must be smarter than me. No, they're fucking dolts. I just wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> That's nice. But I could only do it for so long. You're a nice guy, and you have a good job. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Didn't know that that existed. Before we move on to our Opie segment, our friends from the Metal Hand of God podcast, oh, right. uh, Adam, actually sent in a MP3. And I did want to play that. I've not listened to this yet. But uh, Adam wanted to participate in this episode, and I think he ran into the same thing that you and I did. In theory, guys, we fucked. Let's listen to it. Let's let's have some fun. And then he listened to the show, and he wrote me. He's like, "Holy shit! I I did not realize what I was getting myself into." It's so unfun and uninteresting. So unfun and uninteresting. So here we go. Here's the clip. So I guess when I think about the patriarchy, and I read this in a, I believe it was a Carol Gilligan book, and um, she talked about patriarchy being like the hierarchy, but in an abs- without love. So hierarchy, right. but without the ability to love in it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, because I forgot. I remember you told hmm. me that, and I was like, "Fuck!" I think that is dead on. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense in the way that, like, you know, we want to. I think you know, yeah. The not having love within that structure is going to just look a lot like power control, mm-hmm, power yeah. dynamics everywhere. Hi there, I'm Adam from the Metal Hand of God podcast, and uh, that incoherent mess is basically the entirety of guys we fucked and anti slut shaming podcast. This show is consistently in the top 20 iTunes comedy podcasts. I'm sure it ranks high in, you know, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else, Spotify. 
that's the show. You know, I, I don't have a problem with podcasts that are labeled as comedy podcasts. D- dipping into deeper issues, I talk about politics all the time. However, at some point, there's supposed to be jokes. And I hear them laughing in the show, but I don't know what they're laughing at. I, I don't know who these people are. Uh, I don't know. How did they get a book deal? Is this one of those like Amazon fan fiction fucking books that, that people pay for? I, I don't. I don't understand who's who's this woman talking about the patriarchy who doesn't seem to know what the patriarchy is. And I'm I mean, I like I'm this guy. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. I, I rank those women who say things like the patriarchy on the same level as I do with flat earthers and people who think the Illuminati is fucking spraying shit in the air to control your mind. But I, I uh, chemtrails, uh, Adam, is a, a real, real thing. It's been documented. It's been proven. I have a fairly, like, decent understanding of what the concept of the patriarchy is. You know what it's not? This. The patriarchy is not a gendered thing. And I think right. that's, like, super important to remember. It, it, the, the patriarchy is, is a gendered thing. It, I swear to God, I have not listened to this beforehand. <laughs> so Adam's probably thinking, like, dude, you fucking took all of my jokes like when you do a roast you have to cross shit out yes. as everyone in front of you does the same fucking hack joke about a woman's vagina and i feel like i did this to to our buddy adam so i apologize but we'll leave this in for you most people will probably fast forward you have a little button that goes 30 seconds ahead but i'm gonna leave this it's in for adam. recap I it's, think. yeah it's, this is a, this is actually a very good recap of what yeah, now we don't have to what chris and i were talking about it is it's it's the belief that men both consciously and uh, unconsciously control the world and keep women down. It's it's pretty simple. It's it's what the fuck is this? Like I know who it's for. It's for dumb women. Also, let me let me be fair. It's for dumb men too. Yeah, that's true. And this is garbage. And these people get paid. Well, welcome aboard, Adam. Yeah, yeah I think that about sums it up. This is garbage. And these people make more money than most of the people listening to this podcast right now. I don't know if that's true. I'm not, not going to say that that's true. Yeah, I'm no numbers guy, but... But Adam listened to the show and had the exact same takeaway that I did, Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, spot on, man. You, you nailed it. No jokes. All that serious stuff, followed by just idiocy, uh, didn't work. But I did come away from this with job and penis shame. Oh, good. Yeah, so something came out of it. Yeah, so you don't work at Trader Joe's, do you? Oh, God, no. They made it very clear yeah, that if they... a guy works at Trader Joe's, they will not date that guy. Yeah, thank God. I love that they're guilty of all the things that they're shaming other people for being. It did sound that way. It did sound that way. They're a little bit uh, hypocritical. Ooh, is that too big a word? <laughs> all right. This is a good segue to Opie. Are we done with the uh, the guys that we fucked? Opie Radio. The Opie Radio Podcast. All right. We listened to episode 23 of Opie Radio so that you don't have to. This was an interview with Mike Bassetti, who is a, air quotes, comedian. 
He used to be the co-host on the Artie Lang podcast. He's kind of a retard. Okay. You're going to be nice about this? I am rarely nice on this show. <laughs> Mike Bassetti lives on Staten Island. Opie decides to do a podcast where he's going to go to Staten Island with all of his shitty podcast equipment where, for some reason, it records in this weird stereo where voices are just modulating and going... Is modulating the right word? Probably not. Voices are just... Oscillating. Oscillating. Back and forth for no fucking reason. It doesn't add any... I've never heard a podcast like this. It's the worst sounding podcast. I want to say I'm going in cold. I want to drive that point home. You, you go, you've never listened to Opie before. You go way the fuck back. I've only heard him through your podcast. Okay. So the modern, just Opie podcast. Right. And then in retrospect, I would listen to samples of Opie and Anthony because you were such a fan. Right. I'm like, all right, why is this funny? Opie must have been funny at some point, right? That's what people say. It's not true. He was never <laughs> funny at any point. Okay. Literally, his claim to fame is putting a wiffle ball bat in a girl's vagina in the studio. That's why this guy is famous. He sucks. He stole that bit. Wow. <laughs> From who? You? <laughs> I don't think you're in a radio studio, but I'll give you the rest. All right. This is the beginning of the show. He's talking to his buddy, Carl Ruiz, the chef. And Carl Ruiz is in Nantucket. And Opie calls him up on the phone because, I don't know, I don't understand the format of the show. I don't get why they do what they do. But this is the very beginning of the show. Format. Yeah, exactly. This is the very beginning of the show. And... I guess this is probably an inside joke that we should know about, but here come the lamb chop jokes. Jesus. What's up, lamb chop? <laughs> What's up, lamb chop? How are you, buddy? <laughs> What's going on? I'm sitting outside by the water. I just ordered a two-pound lobster and fried clam belly. I'm How about that, lamb chop? <laughs> I like it. So Opie is so devoid of humor or anything original that... The guy picks up the phone. He sees that it's Opie. Anytime Opie calls, he's probably recording a fucking podcast because that's all this guy does. So he says, what's going on, Lamb Chop? And Opie goes, hey, Lamb Chop. Good one. Yeah. And then Carl says it again. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a joke. But I doubt it. Opie has never come up with anything original. As you know, you don't know anything about Opie, but you know about Brother Weez. Well, dude, I was going to... Opie used to work for Brother Weez. Because that's what it reminded me of. And this bullshit, this, shit. This is such a Brother Weezism on this clip right here. They have vodka cranberries in a can up here. Vodka? So it's a vodka, vodka cranberry and soda with a touch of lemon in a can, like a beer. Wow, that and sounds delish. That is such a Brother Weezism. Jesus Christ. So they're... He's always abbreviating words. Opie has no originality. And that's not fun or funny. It's old man shit. That sounds delish. It's so boring. It's all style and over it's substance. it's not fascinating. And it doesn't sound delish, by the way. It it's, doesn't. No, it doesn't sound good at all. No. It's a shitty cocktail in a can. Yeah. Like, you don't know what kind of vodka that is or anything. Any of the components of it. It's just garbage. And yeah. everyone knows about this. It's not a... Right? It's a thing. Oh, we know. God, we all know. There's so many things it. wrong with it. Those four seconds there, man. Dude. I just want to ask a valid question because you go way back. With yes. This, but when did the, there's an announcer that appears? The and, Westwood One guy. And then there's music. Was yeah. It, was the it, music beds just come new? in. No, they've been doing this since the get-go. It's overly produced. What This is what's so crazy about this show is that Opie records the show with shitty equipment in shitty places like bars and people's houses. 
that apparently with shitty people with shitty people it sounds like garbage and then they, he hands it off to westwood one like here are the files and westwood one shows it into pro tools and puts all sorts of crap on it to try to make it a quality podcast. Well, There's Westwood music One must beds. have edited out the funny parts, right? Probably. There was a mistake. Probably. Yeah. Dude, I would argue they've not edited a thing <laughs> out of this. That sounds like any Holy edit. shit, there's nothing edited out. Opie says, here is three and a half hours of nonsense conversations. I want all of it kept in the show. Yeah. And that's the only way this could be going down because Westwood One has other famous people doing podcasts who are actually good at doing radio shows. I don't understand... How this all works, but the music bed thing is weird because you hear that throughout the whole intro, and then it just like kind of comes back and forth periodically. And it's it sounds like it's like a baseline or something, or just like some weird shit. There was one referential thing about Bob Seger uh, where they actually played a little, but it's definitely not Bob Seger. They didn't have the rights to Bob Seger, so it's a sideways sideways. Yeah, who can afford Bob (laughs) Seger? Not Westwood One, obviously. (laughs) So this is a quick segment. The last week when we did Opie, I played fake laughing. Here's another fake laughing segment. This is Opie is talking about he's in he's on Staten Island and he says, Oh, he's talking to Carl Ruiz still. He says, Oh, I think I'm watching a drug deal go down. So Carl, quick on his feet, makes this joke and they just laugh and laugh. Whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if there's a drug deal going on, I'm going to text you right now a little order. Got <laughs> 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 a multitask. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Get the guy on the phone. Do a favor. Do a favor for the kid. <laughs> so their target audience is 12-year-olds. That's the obvious joke, right? Yeah. yeah. I want oh, there's a drug deal going on? Oh, I'll text you my order. Give me some. And then they giggle about it yeah. for 12 and a half seconds. It makes zero sense. And this is the classic Opie overselling. Whenever there's a boring conversation going on, Opie has to oversell it. This is Carl talking about how he's hooking up with a 61-year-old chick oh, while he's on that part, while he's in Nantucket. And this is just classic Opie trying to sell his dumb listeners that this is a fun conversation they're having. Oh and, my uh, god. I know you love older women, but damn. Oh, was- All right. Let's keep moving. I know. I know you got places to be. Ugh. No, I, I want to stay here and rip on this a little bit more because okay. it really pissed me off. And I wanted to listen to the entire episode, and then I'm like, I'll just make it to the half point. Yeah, you know. The yeah, little... I think you get the gist of it, right? Oh my god, dude! So no. here's here's the gist of the episode. Yeah, go, After this go. call with Carl, right? He goes to Mike Bassetti's house and walks around this guy's house with his recording equipment. And has innocuous conversations with Mike's mom, his buddy, his neighbor, his buddy's neighbor. And and yes. This is just sonically torturous. Listen to this clip. There's a he's talking to Again, I volunteered for this. Opie is talking (laughs) to this guy, this this guy's mom who's 80 years old or 79 years old. It's a boring conversation, and there's a fucking chihuahua barking in the background. He's done a lot of great radio for uh, me over the years. Oh, good. So I felt like I owed him a favor to come to his house. Ah, that's very nice. Yeah. He appreciates it. You know what you should have me one time? I should, uh, you know, this is the woman who created me. And she said, if I, I wouldn't tell her to too many people for you. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know Mike was funny? When he was born. <laughs> when he was born? <laughs> 
How obnoxious is that? They have some weird acoustic guitar music. There's yeah. a dog barking. They're asking a grandmother questions and whatever she says, they're just laughing at, even though it's not funny or interesting. And then it gets into a part where, and I know you don't even need to be here because I'm just, I just start to. It's fine. <laughs> I apologize. What a bunch of horseshit this is, though. This is because Opie's walking around and talking to Mike about toys that he owns. Oh, God, this is so depressing. This guy's like a 50-something-year-old guy. He just had a heart attack. The... He's talking to him about toys that he owns, and people are just talking in the background. Yeah. Opie's producer. What, what, right, one of them's his fucking producer. And another guy are just chatting in the background. This is the worst-sounding podcast I've ever heard, and I heard Stuttering John do a podcast into his smartphone this is garbage. Where are we going now? Check how heavy this dude is. Yeah, little uh, little toy cars from England, you said? Corgi. They're Corgis. They're Russian. They're Corgis? Yeah. Okay. Of the 1920s. Look at this. What is it? It's a race car. Look how heavy that thing is. Yeah, that's like an old school race car. Absolutely. From the turn of the century. Can you believe this is a podcast on Westwood One? I mean, I don't care where it's coming out of. I can't believe it's a podcast. I can't believe that's a podcast. I've heard podcasts like that before. It's usually amateurs who have no idea what they're doing and should never have uploaded any of this audio. Instead, this is getting sent to a corporation who's then producing it, and the producer has to jump in and say, hey, guys, you know, talking to the listeners, right, but sorry about this. Here's Yeah, that is also a bit that pisses me off. Yes! Because... It's almost like they got wind of your take on their show, and we're like, guys, you suck. We got to at least make it look like we're in on the joke. And they're right. clearly still not. Correct. They're so not. I call this clip Lemonade, because this is the guy who's saying, like, I know, it's it's crazy. It sure does suck. I can't believe it sucks so bad. And now back to it. And now back to yeah, it. more right. sucking. So th this is the clip. It's a little bit longer, but this is the clip of the guy who does the final production on the show complaining, quote-unquote, about how shitty the show is. Yeah, this is supposed to be funny. Sorry about this. As OP Radio's final cut producer, I'm obligated to step in here under the circumstances of what some call in the business double audio. I like to refer to it as a sonic abortion, sort of a non-life-threatening form of friendly fire that's usually caused by invited listeners who want a contest or possible sponsors being schmoozed by salespeople who get to sit in the studio and watch but are told to keep quiet while the show's in progress. Well, sometimes, as in this moment, it's caused by less experienced producers who've been recently hired and for some reason find themselves bored with the current conversation. Like this case here, we have our newest member of the team, Mike Sappho, who I respect immensely as a 15-year vet on the NYPD. But now while he's moonlighting as a producer for Westwood One, he's making my job a bit of a fucking nightmare. All right, so this is the guy who's pretending to be... Yeah upset about it and like geez you know guys this show and then by the way that bit i played it went on for a while that goes on for another couple of minutes oh i know with this house of the rising sun sideways fucking guitar music oh, everything is just overproduced to a point where what are you trying to be are you trying to be this op character walking around with his equipment just interviewing people randomly or are you trying to be this polished show it can't be both it's trying to be both it's so weird. So then, again, the producer comes in. He's pretending that the people talking in the background are what is ruining the show. 
<laughs> Wait, you can pull your teeth out right yeah, now? I'll show you. All right. I, I've known you for years, and I... Oh, my God, your teeth come out. <laughs> Mike, his teeth come out. What? I what never knew this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was the first podcast you should have had a video of the whole time. Yeah, then we could have put a face to the assholes ruining this episode. I didn't know your teeth came out. They're acting like the guys who are ruining the show are people talking in the background. Anyone who knows anything about broadcasting would assume that this is not the show. This is a boring conversation that makes zero sense to put out on the internet. Opie's the one ruining the show, not the people talking in the background. Opie's talking to this guy about fucking nonsense. They're looking at his toys and going, oh, yeah, this is a heavy toy car that you have here. Oh, God, he goes through his medicine cabinet. Goes through the medicine cabinet. And someone oh, your teeth keeps trying out? to get them to sit down and do a podcast. And he's like, no, I want to see more of this fucking house. Right. Right, it's it's nonstop, just boring, pretentious shit, and then they're all trying to be like, "Yeah, we're all in on the joke, right? This is this is fun. These guys are talking. I don't blame the guys who are talking at all. No. Why would you think that this was part of the show? Opie is on a safari in the backyard looking for jokes and none yes. to be had. Yes. So this is just sonically the worst sounding podcast I've ever heard. I, I never knew because they look so natural. Perfect time to start moving metal patio furniture across the floor. Right on. Thank you. Bucket A. Jeez. I know. Give that smile and everything. I did a great job. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Smile. I had no idea. All right, so the producer comes in again, and he says, Jesus, they're moving metal furniture across the concrete floor. Take it out! Yeah. They're not talking about anything. That was Opie still talking about. I can't believe your teeth come out. Yeah, only. This has been going on for 37 seconds. Take it all yeah, out. Only makes it twice as annoying when you acknowledge it's, it. It's impossible to listen to this show. Yeah. They make it impossible to listen to. Opie by himself is impossible to listen to. And then they add in all these obnoxious noises. This conversation does not need to be in the show. It adds nothing to the show. There's no show. And, and this is more proof that nobody thinks they're actually doing a show. Opie's walking around with whatever equipment he has, but nobody thinks they're actually doing a show because this conversation happens. But you got a nice spot, and your mom leaves you alone. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Oh, uh, yeah, oh you no, might not want to give the password out on the on the on the podcast. Let me let me walk over here. Hey, uh, nobody thinks they're doing a podcast. The guy's like, hey, what's the password to your Wi-Fi? Because they're just shooting the shit. They're just hanging out and talking, and. This, they try to spin it like the guy says, Opie makes everyone feel so comfortable. He's so good at his job that people just think that they're not even doing a show. Oh, yeah. They're not even doing yeah. a show! When I asked you if you were going to be nice when he called Mike a retard, I meant they're all retards. They're all they're, retards! Yeah, no, they're fucktards, man. I would kick these guys out of my party. It's not that they... It's not that they... It's not that these people are overly comfortable. This guy's like, yeah, you know, we sent this producer out. He's fucking talking in the background. It's not his fault. He doesn't think that's a show. He's right. Yeah, he is right. He's 100% right. And the fact that they decided to put this out as a podcast, this goes on forever. What does a producer do dog? in this situation? I don't know. I mean, what is what? the producer supposed to do? Who's producer? I think the producer was thinking, at some point, we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> right. right now, we're just kind of hanging out. He's Let me talking know when you're to ready, this guys. guy. And then, right. <laughs> exactly. As soon as you guys want to start. So then they're finally ready to start the show. And you said it exactly right. This is at the 38 minute and 30 second mark, and Opie says this. All right, can we see the rest of the house before we start? Uh, that's about it, guys. We don't have much. What about the living room? See, this is classic Opie. He always, that's the bit. Do you guys get it? That's the bit, is that we're pretending we're going to do a show, but instead we're not doing a show. We're just walking around this guy's fucking house on Staten Island. 
That's not a bit. That's garbage. Yeah. I get it, Opie. I get that that's the bit. It's not a good bit. Dude. Abandon that bit. In fact, take it out and post. You're not doing live radio anymore. You can take it out and post and, you know, help yourself out. Get rid of the humiliation that's going to come from putting out a show that terrible. <laughs> well, I'd be disappointed if, you know, he did all that. If, he, if the show did start to become good, <laughs> yeah. it would make my job harder. <laughs> it would. I'm not going to lie to you. But holy shit with this fucking Opie radio show. All right. You got to go. We've talked about a lot of things. I do want to read a couple of reviews real quick. Let's yeah, talk. Let's no, just this do this. Is, I love last week's reviews. Let's They're do good. this real quick. All right. This is funny. This came in from uh, somebody on July 14th of 2018. Bottom feeding crap one star. And the uh, the subject is, well, I should say the body of this review is real trash, embarrassing and jealous with no entertainment value at all. Pathetic. I went and checked to see what other podcasts this person's reviewed. None. Which tells me that, of course, this is a podcast hose who got butthurt that we didn't like their show very much. Hmm. I got a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> this dude bleaches his asshole. <laughs> you know what the problem is with this podcast hose? And listen, I'm not going to lie. You're not charismatic. <laughs> All right. This next one came in on July 13th. It is a two-star review with the subject line, Pass. And uh, the description is this. Two loud and obnoxious dudes that talk over each other, bashing other podcasts. I'm going to stop right there. Who's talking over each other? We make uh, an effort not to do that. We make an effort not to to do that. They They went right for the throat for 15 minutes, and I thought the show was going to wrap up since we pretty much got the gist of their critique. Nope. Another 40 minutes of nitpicking. About as pleasant of a listen as sitting in a restaurant next to a table of drunks shit-talking a show on the TV. That's funny. The second star is only because they listened to the whole podcast before the trash-talking. So again, this is definitely a podcast host. This is someone whose podcasts are like, Dude, you fucking told us that we sucked in the first 15 minutes and you just kept going. We get it. (laughs) And then he says... I gave a second star because they listened to my whole show, which were probably the first people to ever do that. I don't know what show this is. Yeah. I never know what show found out that we reviewed their show and got butthurt about it, but it is a phenomenon that happens. All right, we're going to fly. We're going to fly here, Chris. No problem. No, I know. These shows have been going on too long, but we've done <laughs> we've done too much, so it's time for... The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week in order to tease our audience and get them excited about next week's podcast. It rarely works. Most people <laughs> listen to the teaser and say, I barely care about this. Well, this idiot listened to the teaser and said, oh, I'll do this show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it works if you want to be a co-host. All right, here's the uh, here's the clip from next week's podcast. I go to Twitter or no, to, no, go to go settings. settings? Settings. Now go down to find Twitter. Isn't this exciting? Oh, wait, hold on, folks. We're going to get to some serious stuff. Where am I going? To find Twitter. Why'd you get another fly swatter? No, that's the same one. Oh. You got three? And what's this part for? To comb there? Here's Twitter right here. Now what? Location? Yeah, put never. Never. There. All right, some people might recognize those voices. This is a podcast called My Wife Hates Me, starring Rich Voss. And Bonnie McFarlane, we're going to listen to episode 319 from July 18th of 2018. I want to say 
This was a suggestion from a listener, Nicole in New York City, who uh, plays in the band Gift Shop in New York. And we appreciate the suggestion because Rich Voss is a friend of the Opie and Anthony show, has been on numerous times. I believe that this show is on the Riotcast Network, which is Robert Kelly's podcast network, which hosts the Chip Show. So anyway, this is part of the whole ONA universe, I guess I should say. And Rich Voss is a stand-up comedian who's good at stand-up and terrible at broadcasting. So we're very much looking forward to listening to My Wife Hates Me on the podcast next week. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you stuck it out, buddy. Please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out what's it for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Farting in the mush pits of morning radio. Podcasts. I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Who are these podcasts? Who who really are like who are these podcasts? I want to know what is their effing problem. W A T P. Yeah.